93 WIBC. It is the Kendall and Casey show. I'm Rob Casey's here. And once again, it seems like it's an almost daily occurrence. There is so much drama in the public education system in the state of Indiana. And when we talk public education, there's only one guy we can think of. Our good friend, Tony Kennett. You can find him over at thedailysignal.com. This week, Tony, we go to Pendleton where a counselor was let go for having the audacity to be transparent and tell the parents of the students what the policies of the public education system was. She's now suing. Tell us what's happening. Well, what's happening is the district is getting what's coming to it. And I I don't feel bad for the district at all because it did this to itself. Uh, When you take a teacher or a counselor and you punish them for things that they did after hours that had nothing to do with the school, uh, when when they are uh, simply expressing their First Amendment rights of, of freedom of speech, freedom of religion, and commenting about a policy that they do not agree with. That's it. And you fired the teacher for that? What kind of standard are you setting as far as civics and instruction education for your students? You know, what kind of message are you sending to the community, to other teachers in the building? And uh, I'm thrilled to see some comeuppance coming this way. The Alliance Defending Freedom is a fantastic law firm. I'm looking forward to seeing what they do. The district is also being sued over its policies in general, um, which may violate a few different acts, uh, including ones recently passed. So it's it's going to be a, a, a spicy couple of months, I'm sure. So you're talking about Kathy McCord, and she was commenting on the gender support plan in that school district. Can you explain what is the gender support plan? Absolutely. So the gender support plan, which was adapted from a previous gender support plan at Hamilton Southeastern, because of course it was, uh, was a kind of template document that a counselor would keep. And when a student would come up to that counselor or administrator and say, I think that I'm actually a boy or I'm actually a girl or I'm a you know four-legged biped with chicken feathers, then they take <laughs> out this form and they fill it out and it determines how the school interacts with you, how the school starts to begin treatment of your gender dysphoria. And there are options on this form in which the student can say, you know, I just... I know that I'm going through this mental crisis. I know there's a really high suicide rate for people that struggle with transgenderism, but uh, I don't want to tell my parents um, because I don't think that they'll be, you know, very supportive. And the school will keep that from parents. And if the student chooses to do that, then they ordered counselors like Kathy McCord to email all of the students' teachers and say, hey, guys, when you talk to parents, you are supposed to use the child's birth name or original name and the pronouns that the parent gave the child. Mm -hmm. However, when you're in the classroom, Mm. you're to use the new name and and it's compelled speech. So that's the gender support plan. So everybody in the school is following whatever pronoun the child wants, but yet let's not tell the parents at home what's going on. Well, to a degree, because a couple of teachers have left. One teacher resigned in protest because she said it made her physically ill to look parents in the face and lie to them. And then, of course, Kathy McCord didn't you know, sit around idly either. So while people are expected to follow it, Kathy McCord was originally told, we found this out in an exclusive interview, she was told to follow the gender support plan despite her earlier objections, and if she didn't like it, she could go pound sand. So there are some serious... Uh, problems 
um, this policy at, at Pendleton violates the Indiana Freedom of uh, Religious Freedom Restoration Act, uh, which is interesting. I haven't actually seen a case involving this statute in some time. Uh, Tony Kennett, our guest, we're talking about the big drama out in Pendleton. The ex-counselor let go for having the audacity to have an opinion and tell uh, parents about that opinion and, and what's going on in the school system. So, Tony, I know this kind of hits home for you because you came on our radar a couple of years ago when you had the audacity to tell people that uh, critical race theory was being taught at IPS and they kind of gave you the heave-ho in a similar fashion that this lady got the old heave-ho. You know, it's true. There is a, a kind of personal matter that I take to this because there are a lot of teachers in the state of Indiana that have been dismissed. Indiana is a right-to-work state. So a lot of, and that means that a teacher can be fired for whatever reason, whatever, you know, no matter what, anyone on an education teacher contract can be given, as you called it, the heave-ho. The problem is it doesn't exactly agree with federal statutes in retaliation for free speech. So you could make a case in, in Kathy McCord's case, for example, uh, that what she did was after hours. It had nothing to do with her job at the school. She didn't reveal any special information. She didn't do anything wrong. She simply confirmed the existence of a policy and said, you know, I don't like that. And the district retaliated against her political and religious views for that. Officially, Indianapolis just fired me because they said that I didn't go to a meeting and that I was on Twitter on my phone during the day sometimes, which both of those weren't true. But my wife was dealing with preeclampsia, and we didn't really want to deal with a big, messy lawsuit. This, however, is the perfect time for Pendleton to get a little comeuppance. So we're going to see some interesting stuff here. Yeah, whether it's in Brownsburg with this lawsuit with the special needs student or now this lawsuit, you got to do it in the in the courts. I mean, I'm glad people are taking the, the legal route here because we got to get some transparency about what what's going on. And here's the only problem problem with this tony the school districts many of them don't have they don't give a second thought if they get sued they don't get a second thought if they get a judgment against them because it ain't their money and they're not afraid to spend someone else's money or lose someone else's money for their bad policies or procedures again when the districts think that they can do whatever they want and they just think that parents are just these big dumb gorillas as we saw in that uh, the email from that uh, Connecticut Democrat representative or actually excuse me New Hampshire state representative in which they said shut up let the schools do their job and you're not a professional just stay at home and and be a parent that's the attitude that a lot of school administrators have and when you put those things into practice it becomes a very disturbing environment to raise and educate children in Uh, it's this crazy idea that the state is the parent instead of the parents and i'm thrilled to see parents and good teachers and counselors fighting back against this tony kennett joins us on the drivehubler.com hotline okay so she says that she would like to have her job back i'm talking about kathy mccord who is this counselor who was let go is she suing for wrongful termination is that what it is and do you know where the lawsuit is at currently Partly wrongful termination. They're also going after uh, the uh, policy itself as well as how the district handled it. But, yes, wrongful termination is definitely part of it. Um, She's also hoping for back pay for the the money that she should have been paid while she would have been at the school. Uh, As far as where the lawsuit is currently at, the complaint has been filed in in federal court. And uh, it's going to be really interesting because in similar cases that we have seen with this in the last couple of years, these almost always go in favor of 
the one filing the complaint because it's very hard to prove that you did not retaliate for uh, anti-First Amendment reasons. Tony, uh, before we let you go, you and I share, I think, a very similar view, which is the three Republicans running for governor in 2024 in Indiana, Crouch, Doden, Braun, are completely underwhelming and totally uninspiring thus far. The floor is yours. I am so beyond frustrated at Hoosiers because we complain about Holcomb for eight years. Mm -hmm. Justifiably, dude sucked. And now just at the very end of his second term, he's starting to pass some decent things, which, you know, that's that's something to be said. But for eight years, he decided to be an absolute dumpster fire hurricane. Now we come around to the primary, which is the real election for the Indiana governor, because we all know Indiana is a Republican supermajority state. And you would think that after eight years of nonsense, Hoosiers would say, you know, we should pay attention to Braun. We should pay attention to Crouch and to Doden. And we should really expect a lot from them. We should be asking them tough questions. We should be demanding that they support the kind of policies that we like. We should be demanding lower taxes and good cultural policy and things like that. And it's just radio silence. Mm-hmm. I guess we're all just assuming that Braun is just going to waltz coolly in and, and take uh, the election. I get that from his staffers. I've met several with his staffers who just really believe that he's just going to waltz coolly in and it's no problem. Crouch doesn't have any charisma. She's not going to do anything. The best candidate of the three, I think, is Doden. And I think that Doden is a little bit nervous to actually get out there and throw some punches and say, I'm the best candidate. Is he, well, wait, 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 wait. Is he the best because he's hidden the most? Or, I mean, what, what are you making out of? I've heard nothing from this guy other than teachers shouldn't have to pay taxes. So uh, that is one policy that he has. I, I didn't say that I approve of every single policy that he has. Um, however, uh, if you take all of the policies du jour and put them together, I think that some of the policies that he has are far better than anything out of Braun, which I haven't heard a single policy that Braun is suggesting to anyone at all. And then Crouch is, you know, basically waiting to see whatever the Better Business Bureau, the Chamber of Commerce, and Eli Lilly told him to put on the table. <laughs> So as far as Doden is concerned, he he's tried some great stuff that's worked in Fort Wayne. Um, I have liked some of his small town focused policy approaches. Some of his stuff is a little bit rougher and needs work. But again, what you said is true. He's not out there telling people, these are the policies that I want to enact. This is what Indiana needs, except for broad stuff. And it's just not going to be effective in a primary, and that's why it's so frustrating to me. Tony Kennett is on the line with us, and I've got one last question for you. Last night it came out, it was reported that the Education Department warned against schools encouraging private prayer and other religious activity. Do you have any thoughts on that? The Education Department saying no private prayer? What, what does that mean? You can't pray to yourself silently even? So we're apparently allowed to fly our LGBTQ plus 2IA, you know, call Jenny, call me now flags in the classroom. Mm -hmm. We're apparently allowed to put super duper political statement, safe space for this and that flags and signs Mm -hmm. up in our classroom. I've sat and and listened, although probably unawares, uh, listening to teachers uh, from various districts in the state at restaurants loudly complaining about how they're not allowed to uh, do all of this political stuff they want. But apparently the education department is totally allowed to say that, oh, you're a Christian in this country, you're a Jew, you're a Muslim. What are you doing with that prayer stuff, that private prayer? Well, you want to sit around and and talk to your God when you could be learning about 
butt sex? How <laughs> dare you? And that is the attitude that the education system in this country has taken. Uh, Tony, and, uh, yeah. you know, I was just going to say, if people want to read all about your, you got a big expose on this, uh, this ex-counselor in Pendleton, how can people find you? How can they, they read up on that? Find me over at DailySignal.com or on Twitter at TheTonus. He's a national treasure, the one and only Tony Kennett. Thank you, my friend. Thanks, guys. It's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. Life is full of things to manage. Your work, your family, your plans, and your treatment. Consider Kesimpta, Ofatumumab 20-milligram injection. You can take it yourself from the comfort of home. If you're ready for something different, ask your healthcare provider about Kesimpta. And check out the details at kesimpta.com. Brought to you by Novartis Pharmaceuticals Corporation. After 10, you're listening to Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. A few things happening this morning. New Welcome to Indiana signs. They were unveiled yesterday with new verbiage. Uh, Eric Holcomb was there uh, introducing these new signs at the Motor Speedway yesterday. And they say, Welcome to Indiana. More to discover in Indiana. There's going to be 19 different interstate signs spread throughout the state. What? More to discover? What, yeah, what, what, is, what more is there to discover? There's more, Rob, just more. Well, like, what would that be? Anything you want it to be, I think. There's just going to be more. You know, you got to hand it to Holcomb. He is phenomenal at doing anything and everything other than actually helping the taxpayers. That's what he was doing yesterday. Welcome signs. Instead of endorsing his lieutenant governor, it's, he, he if, was dithering. If there is a ribbon cutting or a bright, shiny object to show up in front of or a by the way did you see that eli Lilly? yes is the what are they like the uh, richest pharmaceutical corporation in the is it the country the world what yes, was it yes they just passed somebody this week um i'm oh, checking the news here real quick i know i had that too um oh boy the 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 largest pharmaceutical company in the world yeah, there's something. They're worth a gajillion dollars. Yeah. And I was laughing hysterically because we were led to believe by this by the state of Indiana and Eric Holcomb. They needed help. Yes, that unless the state of Indiana helped facilitate a sweetheart real estate deal as though Eli Lilly would not be able to find I, I know one Mark Deedle. MarkDeedle.com. Mm-hmm. They would Mark would be glad to have helped Eli Lilly out, as though without Holcomb and his merry band of misfits, that this, he, this billion dollar company yes. couldn't find it on their own. Yes, and so we used a whole bunch of our taxpayer money mm-hmm. to help facilitate a sweetheart deal for one of the most prosperous corporations in the entire world. So congratulations to Eli Lilly on all their success. Do we get an like a piece of stock because we as taxpayers contributed our hard-earned middle-class money to help that mega corporation with that sweetheart real estate deal? You get a blade of grass. Do we get like? <laughs> yes. Remember the whole thing. It was like More a, to discover. A star has been named in your honor. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you get a blade of grass. Also trending this morning, the National Institute of Health has cut taxpayer funding for the Wuhan Institute. Oh, that's a shame. In China, yes. And also, here's something for you, Starbucks. <laughs> They're in the news. I know your life likes your wife likes to drink a lot of Starbucks all day. Mm-hmm. They're transitioning to Nugget Ice. 
I don't know what nugget ice is, but that's the thing. And they say that it's going to use less water, which is Starbucks' goal is to cut their water footprint in half by 2030. So across the country, it's kind of like crushed ice. But it's not crushed ice. They're calling it nugget ice. They're changing the ice in all of their drinks nationwide. By by the way, here it is. I didn't mean to come back to this, but I did mean to come back to this. Lily, this is from Wish TV. Lily. Lily takes over Rival, becomes world's most valuable pharma company. There it was. Boom, from Wish TV. Lily's market capitalization grew to... What do you think the the market valuation of Eli Lily is? Price is right rules. You go over, you lose. Oh, my gosh. Five and a half billion. It's got to be more than that. Yeah, you're not even... I'm not I mean, even you're close. not even in the... I'm talking about the... One dollar. <laughs> no, you're low. Right, I know. So I'm just going to do the one dollar if I'm I not just, even close. Wait, Casey. It's like the person who doesn't want to overbid. I just told you you were low, and then you went in the opposite I direction. because I don't want to go over $100 billion. Okay, Kev. Well, I guess this is going to be pretty easy for you since you know $5 billion is low and she's at one dollar. Mm-hmm. Would you like to guess what the value of Eli Lilly is? Uh... <laughs> Six, uh, six billion. I don't know. I I, I was kind of working on some other stuff when you asked that. Asked Jason's the- guessing fifty. <laughs> you all suck at this game. Now you're fine because you're closer than everybody else, Jason. Four four hundred and fourteen point three billion dollars. Four hundred and fourteen billion dollars. Let's say that out loud, Casey. That company is worth four hundred and fourteen point three billion dollars. Mm-hmm. And we were led to believe by the governor of the state of Indiana and the Republican supermajorities in the House and Senate that they couldn't have put together a real estate deal to buy land without facilitation by the taxpayers and financial help by the taxpayers of the state of Indiana. Yeah. Yeah, they need his help. Because they can't find a real estate agent to help them. And in the new budget, Mm -hmm. they gave Holcomb another half a billion dollars to help the rest of his cronies for more sweetheart real estate deals. Mm Mm-hmm. Maybe Google will need some help. <laughs> maybe maybe Amazon yeah. doesn't know how to get into the real estate game. Jeff Bezos needs a little help. Meta. Maybe Walmart is yeah. struggling to find uh, ways to put their next distribution center somewhere. <laughs> well, they know who to call because he's the guy, unless he dithers. <laughs> Because he does that occasionally, right? It is 1026. It's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. You want to get into this Marjorie Taylor Greene thing? Uh, yes. Why don't we take a break, though? Okay. Because you know Sasha Nixon, she is a she is just a tyrant if she doesn't get to the news on time. <laughs> okay. Well, Marjorie Taylor Greene has introduced articles of impeachment against the president and a handful of others, and that's on the way from 93 WIBC. It's time to hear from you. Kendall and Casey present Voicemails. Brought to you by QC Kinetics for non-surgical regenerative medicine treatments at 317-559-PAIN. I'm so sorry you have just reached my answer. Look at this guy next to DeSantis on the TV, Casey. Chance of a lifetime to sit next to Ron DeSantis, and he looks like he has fallen asleep. Yeah, he looks really, like, bored. Ron DeSantis is in New Hampshire for something, and both of these people look like they have been... That are Deborah D. So I have no idea who these people are. They don't matter. But they get to sit next to the guy who is one of the two front runners for the Republican nomination for president. And do they? They look like they could, like someone, 
like Rumpelstiltskin had, uh, wasn't Rumpelstiltskin the one who made people, who slept, slept. forever? Yes. Yeah. As though. No, that was uh, Rip Van Winkle. Rip Van Winkle. Rumpel, that's right. Who was Rumpel? Rumpel? What was Rumpel? Let, let down your hair with the long hair, the girl in the town. That's yeah, right. Yeah, he spun the hair into yes. gold. What a, what a. Listen to Kevin knowing all of this. I, I mean, how do, yeah, these how do you know that? I'm just very big on lore and uh, fairy tales. <laughs> yeah. What do you, you should try that next time you go out with some, some woman, you know, you ask her, you know, about herself. What are you into? Uh, lore. <laughs> I'm into lore. I'm deeply into lore. <laughs> it's very mystical. Have you heard about Rip Van Winkle? Uh, but this guy, look at him and look at the woman. Yeah, they what an opportunity! They, Give it to somebody who's excited to be there. They look like they—they they were just told that someone ran over their dog. Uh, this is terrible. What a waste. Anyway, yeah, they're not smiling matter. or anything. Here's the thing, Casey. Yeah, we normally do the voicemails right now. Yeah, and what happened? Well, they did you all, forget again? No, I didn't forget. <laughs> they all stunk. Oh, here's the thing, people. We are not just going to throw you on this very valuable, these very valuable airwaves and this very valuable airtime. And I feel like lately I have been really pushing the envelope on some of these voicemails I've been letting on. And you know, Casey, Mm -hmm. when you let people get into bad habits, (laughs) they're very hard to undo. Mm -hmm. And for several months, we were just on top of our voicemail game. Yeah. And over the last couple weeks, they've been slipping a little bit. And I just, in a fit of rage, decided this morning as I was listening to those voicemails. Yeah. Screw it. I'm not putting bad voicemails on the air today. We got phone calls. It just wasn't anything that I said, that is worthy of taking up a segment of this radio show. Are you sure that the truth isn't just you were watching your golf no, tournament? No, <laughs> no. I was highly in tuned uh-huh. uh, and was very keyed in. Mm-hmm. And I was looking for some reason to find something that I said I will excuse that mm-hmm. or I can make a segment around that. It was they, it was terrible. It's just not worthy. Step it up. You So uh, 317-684-8444 mm-hmm. is the voicemail phone number. Yeah. And you people over the weekend better get it together. <laughs> Don't let us down like Because I will this. cancel these voicemails again on Monday too. <laughs> no, you won't. Hey, speaking of your golf game, yes. what's going on there? Well, I, you, I, don't, I, I need to know where your betting sits. You know how I hate to brag, Casey, and yeah. you know there's nothing more than uh, how I enjoy just, being just right. Loathe to come on these airwaves and brag about some accomplishment or something that bear. I did very well. Mm-hmm. But you may uh, recall uh, I did pick as my fifth and final bet uh, Bryson DeChambeau. Mm-hmm. And here's why I actually bet on DeChambeau. I, be, I have to be honest, if we're all being honest with each other. I loathe DeChambeau. Okay. And if I bet on him, then if he does well, I am not put through misery seeing him do well. At least so, you're doing well, too. So in almost every major, I will throw a customary coinage on DeChambeau just in case he does well. Then I don't have to be in complete misery. Mm-hmm. And he is leading after the first round. Well, there you go. So I would like to take credit for this on my pure brilliance. Mm-hmm. But it's just because I can't stand the guy, and now I have a reason to cheer for him because I've got a pot of gold at the end of this uh, rainbow. A pot of gold? Uh, amongst the ones I bet on, for real, Keegan Bradley tied for six, two under. Keith Mitchell tied for 12th, one under. Patrick Cantlay didn't do very well yesterday, but rolling up the leaderboard today. So I have got several opportunities here to cash in, and boy, am I going to be a totally intolerable a-hole Monday if one of my guys ends up hoisting the uh, the trophy on Sunday. A uh, pot of gold. What is that to you? 
Well, Casey, you know I have a very low standard of living, mm-hmm. so um, I will win somewhere between probably forty and fifty dollars, depending on who <laughs> holds up the trophy. Big that's pot pretty of gold. good though on a twenty-five or fifty-cent bet, Casey. Yeah, that's not bad. How's your pig man doing? Well, he was, <laughs> old pig man. Um, now here's the thing: it's not really pig man's fault. So Kenny Pigman was the guy I was talking about yesterday. Kenny Pigman, not even a professional in the sense of he's a teaching professional, and his name was Pigman. Mm -hmm. And so how could you not bet on a guy named Pigman? exactly. Every major, I find one guy who has no chance to win. I sort of adopt him (laughs) as kind of my- Your mascot? Yes, my mascot of the week. Normally, it is my- And with a name like Pigman, how could you not? Well, absolutely. And, And Kenny Pigman looks exactly like you would think a guy named Kenny Pigman- would look. How's he doing? Well, very early on in his round, he was struck by a golf ball from Bryson DeChambeau, and the rest of the round went as such, and he shot 11 over yesterday. Okay. Which puts him in 147th place. Out of? 156 golfers. <laughs> okay. <laughs> not, Gabe, not, not doing that Gabe great. Reynolds and Chris Sanger are keeping Kenny Pigman out of the, <laughs> out of the cellar. <laughs> it is 1037. It's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. And Marjorie Taylor Greene has introduced articles of impeachment against President Biden and his handling of migrant crossings along the border. She has accused him of abusing his power by endangering the security of the United States. Okay, so three different articles of impeachment against him. And uh, this isn't going to go anywhere, is it? I mean, Andy Biggs tried this before. Well, these articles of impeachment never go anywhere because of the ridiculously high standard by design of the... I mean, even if you could somehow get it out of the House, it's never going to go anywhere in the Senate. The same way Trump's never went anywhere in the Senate. The same way Bill Clinton's never went anywhere in the Senate. And that is by design. Because incompetence or buffoonery or not acting in what you perceive to be the best or any person with common sense perceives to be the best interest of the country is not a high crime or a misdemeanor. Now, if you get Joe Biden on his finances and working in cahoots with his loser drug hooker visiting kid, uh, engaging in commerce, undisclosed commerce with foreign governments, okay, now that might reach the level of a high crime or a misdemeanor. But simply sucking at securing the border, and probably deliberately so, is not a high crime or a misdemeanor. It's just being horrific at your job. So is this just a sideshow political stunt for her, just trying to drum up some attention? Sure. and But, but the Democrats, you know, there's a famous line from South Park. Simpsons did it. Mm-hmm. You know, in this case, it's Democrats did it. The Both of Trump's impeachments were, of course, completely ridiculous because— Nothing means anything to anyone in Washington, D.C. anymore. And the very high standard by which we have deliberately instituted by the founders because the American people have the right to hire and fire the elected officials. If, if the American people don't like the job performance, they can decide it at the ballot box. But yet in our society, the Democrats lusted for it and now the Republicans are going to lust for it. Well, we don't like what you're doing, so you're out on in, in impeachment. That's not how it's supposed to work, and that's how it does work now because, well, nobody cares about how anything is supposed to work. Okay, so she has also introduced articles of impeachment against Mayorkas. Let's take a listen. 
But more importantly, Secretary Mayorkas and President Biden are guilty of high crimes and misdemeanors because of our national security crisis at our southern border. Five out of nine of our border sectors are completely out of control. That's what the Border Patrol chief tells us. And they're in the hands of the dangerous cartels in Mexico, with over 300 Americans being poisoned and murdered every single day by fentanyl coming from China and being smuggled into the United States by the cartels. Americans' lives are in danger, and our entire country is in danger. We've had over almost 6 million people invade our country, and these, that is why they must be impeached. Okay, so these are the first to be filed against Biden since House Republicans took the majority back in January, and uh, only three presidents have been impeached. Andrew Johnson in 1868. Yes. Bill Clinton in 1998. Yes. And then, of course, Trump in 2019 and 21. And look, Bill Clinton was not impeached. The whole It's been a narrative now for 25 years. He was impeached for an affair. No, Bill Clinton was impeached because he lied about uh, having an affair, amongst other things. And in the case of having the affair, he lied about it under oath. Mm. He committed a crime. Mm -hmm. There's no interpretation on that. He lied about having a sexual relationship with Monica Lewinsky. If you or I did that, Casey, it would be go directly to jail, do not collect $200. That, lying under oath... Mm -hmm is the definition of a high crime or misdemeanor. That would, uh, certainly lying under oath would qualify at the very least as a misdemeanor. That's why he was impeached. But ever since then, there's been this bloodlust from the left of must get even. Remember, they tried to get Bush. And now, obviously, as the Democrats by the day go more radically left, you know, 10 years later, it was time to, you know, Trump had to pay up for, for you know, what they couldn't get Bush on. And now the Republicans are doing it back to the Democrats, which part of me finds that humorous, and there's some justice in that. But I also care more about the nation and the way our nation is supposed to work because our nation is set up to work brilliantly if we just follow the rules that have been set up to run the nation. It is 1042 with Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC, and more Americans are struggling to make ends meet now in the aftermath of the pandemic than during the pandemic. Well, we know the federal government gave everybody a bunch of money just to stay home, so they weren't struggling then. But now people are, and specifically the week between April 26th and May 8th. So two weeks ago, do you remember struggling financially? Uh, If you were, you were one of nearly 40% which amounts to 89 million people across this country who had a hard time two weeks ago paying their bills. Isn't it fascinating? If you, if we can think back in our COVID time machine, now Casey, you're very independently wealthy. So I don't know if you got one of those checks (laughs) from the government, but remember people were getting those checks from the government and they were going, Oh, No, I worked during the pandemic the entire time, so I did not get one of those But I don't think the the checks, look, I'm very poor and I'm a low-level radio broadcaster. I got one of those because it was based on an income level. I don't think it was tied to your work. It was tied to how much you make, which is completely ridiculous, of course. But when you're just pulling things out of your backside in seven seconds worth of time and many people couldn't even be bothered to vote in person well you're going to have a lot of flaws but remember people were getting based on income 
it was 600 it was what one was 1200 and one was 600 and then one there was another one and i mean these checks were just flying out in 2020 and 2021 and people oh goody i'm gonna buy me an iphone yeah well we're paying for it now aren't we yeah and, and that is that's the point in all of this nothing is free nothing is free and, and when it involves the government unless you are just a a person who is willing to live the most meager of existences and has no desire to improve your lot in life whatsoever, you will always lose when you engage in commerce with the government. And look at how much more people have paid over time now due to inflation, thanks to that magical money printing factory. And remember, our old pal, Spendingberg, the Duke of Spendingberg, Todd Young, yeah. told me at the Stax Pancake House. With, He's not stopping. Yeah, with the big burly armed deputy behind him, which I've always thought was very weird because Todd's a big tough. Did you know he was a Marine? <laughs> yes. You know, Todd was a big tough Marine, and I thought he was a 2A guy himself. I don't know why he needed the the big burly armed deputy to engage in a, just a very brief conversation with me. But as he was moving aggressively towards me, which that was my favorite part of the whole thing. He's the guy that's got all the guns behind him. And he's moving aggressively towards me. Yeah. And then remember Igor, his evil, awful assistant. No filming. No No filming of the center. But then he took his own camera out and filmed you. Like like what? Rob Kendall's going to get in a fist fight with Todd Young at the Stax Pancake House. Wouldn't that be something? Oh, boy, that would have been something. I was there being very well behaved. And and we've heard from multiple people who who were there who were doing their own in, what's that? Not incognito, but uh, they were filming without people knowing that they were recording. Recording yeah. without knowing they were recording. Who confirmed? Rob was very well behaved. Todd was clearly the aggressor in that uh, in that altercation. I was sitting in a booth, uh, minding my own business. But he said there, he doesn't regret any of the COVID spending. He doesn't regret. No, sure, we hundreds of billions went to waste, fraud, and abuse. Drug dealers buying Rolexes and cars and people identity theft. And no, he doesn't regret any of that. No regret. And he'd do it all over again. Mm-hmm. And that's where your government is. Nothing is free. So yes, you're going to suffer. You have suffered. You're going to continue to suffer. And as you're suffering because you can't afford stuff, you can thank Todd Young and the rest of the federal government because everyone other than Thomas Massey and Rand Paul, basically, don't regret any of it. Okay, so this study is saying that there's a lot of day-to-day costs that have gone up, transportation, health insurance, and even access to infant formula. But there's a confluence of causes of why two weeks ago, 40% of the country struggled to pay their bills and what do you think it was you know what it was it's grocery costs it's also rent and the disproportionate amount of what you're being paid because your salary hasn't gone up meanwhile the cost of everything else has and guess what it's catching up with us we've got nigel who's going to join us next it's kendall and casey on 93 wibc life is full of things to manage your work your family your plans and your treatment Consider Kesimpta, Ofatumumab 20 milligram injection. You can take it yourself from the comfort of home. If you're ready for something different, ask your healthcare provider about Kesimpta and check out the details at kesimpta.com. Brought to you by Novartis Pharmaceuticals Corporation. Where's Nigel? Where is he? Hello. Where's Hunter? <laughs> He's right there. 10 minutes in front of 11 with Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. Nigel joins Hello. us. 
You got a lot of stuff going on. You guys are busy right now. Yeah. Um. Uh. Tomorrow, definitely come see the Hammer Nigel show. We're at the Horsepower for Heroes at Don Hines Ford this Saturday. Giant truck, car, and motorcycle show put on by the Warrior Breed mm-hmm. Motorcycle Club, mm-hmm. raising money for vets. All sorts of different kinds of trucks and cars and and motorcycles. It's going to be huge. Starts at ten o'clock. Don Hines Ford in Fishers. Do you charge for pictures at those events? <laughs> That's a good idea. I never thought of that. <laughs> Oh. <laughs> you need a money-making idea. I mean, you go to yeah. Rob Kendall. You think about it. When you go to those autograph shows now, you want to get an autograph of Hulk Hogan. They got two separate things. You can get an autograph or a photo or a combo package. Yeah. You should have the Hammer and Nigel combo pack. Like Bill Shatner, I heard, was like 120 bucks for a uh, photo. Mm-hmm. For, for, for you need to walk around selfie. with a black Sharpie. And don't forget about Tales from the Track. Only a few tickets left for that. Our, we sit down with Ed Carpenter this Monday here in the lobby of the WIBC building on Monument Circle. There's dinner. There's drinks, there's drink tickets, and then a question and answer session, pictures, autographs. It's my favorite. It's honestly my favorite night of the year. We say tonight with WIBC, I guess. But right. when we sit down with Ed Carpenter of Ed Carpenter Racing and just BS with him, it's going to be fun. Uh, and like it, those tickets are at WIBC.com. And I can't remember if it was you or Hammer I put the request into, because I know we start planning this well in advance. Next year, if we could have Dick Simon yes, you, as, you requested as the Tales Why do you the want track. Dick Simon? Well, uh, I don't have to explain myself to you. <laughs> I think it's pretty self-explanatory, isn't it? <laughs> I, I don't know where to go with that. I'm not sure. I, I'm not, I'm not um, sure. I get it. <laughs> do you have a favorite for the race? Because you made the greatest bet in IndyCar history and won a well, gajillion dollars. I'll, I'll, I'll know after the you know after the lineup. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like I'll know after. I, I don't have a favorite. Not uh, maybe I'll do Elio again. Yeah. I mean, this is his. In this or is this? This Canon. It's Canon's last. Yeah. Draw. I think Elio is is yeah. convinced he's going to go until he gets the. <laughs> Yeah, fifth one. Yeah, but no, the, the Alio bet like fifteen hundred bucks. I won a couple of years. Did ago. you? Uh, is that what you lost in all those anger bets during the NCAA tournament? Uh, the anger bets really, really hit me hard. My <laughs> account is nearly empty, but I have might have to replenish for some PGA. So those who don't who don't remember, Nigel had made just a regular bet. Was it Purdue or something? It was Purdue, not you. Yes, and, and he, Purdue lost again for the second time to IU, and I was so mad. Yeah. I was I was steaming out of my ears. Yeah, and I said, "Screw it! I'm going to bet on IU to win the entire NCAA championship." Yes, and you bet. And emptied out my account. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I had like four hundred dollars. <laughs> I said, "Screw it!" On one bet, I had twelve beers in me. I'm screwing it. You know, twelve four hundred dollars. But you lost on the Eagles in the Super Bowl too, I didn't did, you? Did yes, I mean you? Yes, yes. All of that. Can we e- stop talking about my. Well, losses, just, it's please? amazing. You, you. Good thing he doesn't host a betting show. Then that's hammer it's, instead. It's, it's, <laughs> it's bad enough that I get raked over the coals by AI Tucker Carlson on this <laughs> show, who is my hero. <laughs> Did you happen to hear this yesterday? It has made its way all across social it, media. He, so Tucker Carlson, mm-hmm. so Fox announced the new lineup, uh, supposedly the big red headline on Drudge Report with the siren and the clip art. You know it's really serious when they had that siren above the big red headline is that Sean Hannity's taking t- Tucker's place. He's going to be the face of the franchise, followed by Jesse Waters at 9, Gutfeld at 10, and then there were rumors swirling that Laura Ingram was going to get fired. Fox denied that. Mm-hmm. So Tucker Carlson... Carlson, AI Tucker Carlson. You know, I'm a big fan. Like, yeah. 8 o'clock, I don't know what to do with myself anymore. Yeah. Tucker Carlson has released a statement on the new Fox News lineup. Good evening. I'm Tucker Carlson, broadcasting live from my decadent estate instead of the Fox News crypt where excitement goes to die. A place where I used to be the highly rated 8 p.m. fix of rationality and entertainment. But then 
something happened. <laughs> Fox News decided I was too hot to handle and kicked me to the curb like one of Hunter Biden's hookers getting tossed out on the streets at four in the morning. Oh, no. So what's Fox News grand plan to recover from ratings freefall? Sean Hannity. Yes, Sean Hannity. The Charisma Black Hole will be the new 8 p.m. host on Fox News Channel. Hannity, the human lullaby, it's like watching a three-legged dog win the Kentucky Derby. At least they didn't replace me with some drunken Tucker Carlson fanboy like Nigel Leskowski. Nigel. Your infatuation is touching, really. <laughs> Wearing out your TiVo every night with two-year-old reruns of my show, crying into your microwave nachos and guzzling cheap beer while you listen to John Waits missing you on an endless loop. It's both flattering and a lifetime movie waiting to happen. It's a dedication so intense I'm considering a restraining order. By the way, Nigel, thanks for showing up to work for a change. It's very kind of you to tear yourself away from your hectic drinking schedule to do a measly four hours of radio with your fat-ass co-host, I hear donuts call my name in my sleep. Hammer. A man with ears so large he could probably hear a mouse fart in China. Looking good, Hammer. Looking like a before picture that got tired of waiting for the after. And then there's producer Allison. Actually, I rather like Allison. It's got to be rough producing for Jason. Are you going to finish that Twinkie hammer? And Nigel, the John Bardo to my Rebecca Schaefer. In the meantime, don't worry about me, America. I'll be launching my show on Twitter soon and dishing out truth every night like hotcakes. Yeah, hotcakes. That got your attention, didn't it, Hammer? <laughs> Damn! The John Bardo reference especially hit me, hit me pretty hard. I did That's, not like uh, that one. I'll all. tell you what, I think you can let the cat out of the bag that uh, our, old town, our old pal Naptown Bry, Brian Baker. Yeah, he puts those together. That is phenomenal. But, but yeah. Casey, how eerie is that? That sounds exactly like him. It sounds so close. The, the, Joe, Bi- the Joe Biden AIs that he does for us, too, sounds good, but it, it's too coherent. Yeah. You know what right. I mean? Right. It's, it's almost too, it's like 1985 Joe Biden. Yeah. But the Tucker one, man, it is eerily similar. And you know what? After hearing that many times, it was fantastic. Magnificent job by all of you guys. But I cannot look at you without picturing you sitting on a couch in some whitey tidies with the <laughs> of nachos and a beer and the remote in your hand. He described my nightly routine to a tea. Cheap beer, the remote, undies, uh, microwave nachos every night. And now my wife, my wife is like, Tucker getting let go saved our marriage. And I I can't, I can't, I think the John Waits missing you in the background. (laughs) You crying. What's going on this afternoon? Man, we're going to have a blast. Beer sample Friday and uh, the biggest stories of the day only on the Hammer and Nigel show 3 to 7. Thank you, Nigel. Thanks, guys. You're listening to Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC.